This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. It's time for Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Scalco Branson. Welcome back to the show, talking all things Las Vegas Raiders football. Of course, not the most exciting time if you're a member of Raider Nation to talk about this team coming off a 25-20 to loss to the Indianapolis Colts. We had our postgame show on Sunday. People vented, and we're going to get more into the loss. A lot of things memorable happened after the loss. We'll also talk about that as well. But first, do us a favor. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, do so wherever you listen to it, whether you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or the Odyssey app, the free Odyssey app. Doesn't matter where you get it, just go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you put on auto download. If you put on the auto download, then what happens is you're going to get the show every time it's pushed to you. So do us a favor, do that. If you're one of the Apple listeners, go up and give us a five star rating. Give Mo and I a positive review. That helps us out significantly. By the way, Mo is still on the mend. He sends his best. I know he's interacting with some of you on Twitter. But he's still uh, resting and getting better, and he will be back next week as long as he stays on track with his health. So please keep him in your thoughts and prayers as we move forward, but he will be back soon. So I'm looking forward to that. I know everybody is, but we're going to dive into this Raiders loss. I know Raider Nation in a state of shock, in a state of anger, in a state of wanting something to be done, and it doesn't appear what people want is going to happen. A lot of you have said to me, have said to the show, have conversed with one another around around the nation that you want Josh McDaniels gone. Guess what? Another another vote of round of uh, of of support. Excuse me 
from owner Mark Davis for Josh McDaniel saying, uh-uh, sorry, Raider Nation, he's not going anywhere, uh, and Dave Ziegler not either. But seriously, there are issues with this team we have to discuss. We have to look at what's happening that it would be uh, ridiculous not to. And to say that things are going perfectly, they're not. Uh, and I want to touch on, because when we went on the air the other night, we didn't really talk about the post-game press conferences because they were going on as we were live talking with you, uh, myself, Murph, and Swag Jeff from the, the Raider Fan Radio over there. And so we want to play some of that for you uh, today on the podcast and kind of comment. I'm going to give you my thoughts on this because, you know, <clears throat> concerning in all sorts of ways, but I think that some of these guys, Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels, being attacked in ways I don't think are fair, and I'll get to that in a minute. I know everybody's angry. And you don't want to hear anything positive. All you want to hear is fire everybody, blow it all up. But we're going to take a different approach with that here on Silver and Black today. So we'll get to that as well. Don't forget, tomorrow as well, we will have a mailbag show. I got lots of mail backed up from you guys. So we'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag edition, which we usually do on Wednesday, of Silver and Black today. So make sure you come back for that. Again, subscribe and you won't miss it. If you're watching us on YouTube, by the way, subscribe. Hit the notifications bell. Need you to hit the notifications bell or you won't get notification that a new video is ready to go for review and pleasure. So please do that for us. But what I want to start with here is I want to start with the Derek Carr press conference. Of course, this all blew up. Uh, Derek Carr, a very emotional post-game press conference and taking heat for it in one way. And in some ways, it's just ridiculous that that some people are acting as, as Neanderthals out there. But we're going to get into this. Uh, but first, I want to play you. I'm sure most of you have seen it, but if you haven't seen or heard it, here's the extended version of Derek Carr answering a question about the Raiders and him questioning the commitment of some of his teammates and perhaps his coaches. So again, here is Derek Carr after the game on Sunday, the big loss to Indianapolis. As far as the system, I, you know, I don't think so. Um, you know, I love, I love Josh. I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, they've had nothing but success, you know, way more success than I've ever had, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Derek, um, you know, I'm, sorry. to finish that, sorry for being emotional. I'm just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice what we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard. Knowing what <clears throat> some guys are doing, like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night, like just so we could be there for each other. <laughs> and I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Derek. There you go. Derek, excuse me, Derek Carr, emotional press conference, uh, tears, and, and really choked up over being pissed off. He said he's pissed off because guys aren't showing the commitment. He talks about the sacrifice 
what they do to their bodies, what they have to do to go to bed at night, all this stuff. So so let, let's unpack this a little bit because two things here. Number one, I see attractive conversation around people because he's emotional. He's soft. Come on, let's 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 not go there. I don't think that's true. I think Derek Carr has been through a lot. He's been part of nine years of dysfunction, okay, with the amount of head coaches he's had. Now, this is not making excuses. If you listen to this show, you know over the last two weeks, I have said Derek Carr has not played well, and I said that most likely he and the Raiders are headed towards an amicable divorce at the end of the season. So let's get that clear before you start saying that I'm sitting here making excuses for Derek Carr because I'm not. But this idea that you guys, you hard guys on the Internet, you tough guys behind the keyboard, because somebody shows emotion is somehow soft. Don't buy it. Now, is Derek Carr in a bad mental space? Perhaps. Perhaps. He's not playing his best. His team is terrible. Two and seven. We all know what's going on there. And again, he might have the realization that his time in the silver and black is coming to an end at the end of the season as well. All of these things could, could be playing play. We don't know. I'm not going to speak. I don't speak to Derek Carr. I don't know pr- to purport what he thinks. All I can go uh, on is based on what I've seen, which is this press conference. But there he's calling out guys. There's a lot of guys on the team who get it that are with him, and then there's obviously some that are not. Now, we've seen this the last three weeks. This has been a theme, calling guys out. They're not practicing hard. They're not doing this. That, to me, is the bigger concern. We've heard it from him. Derek Carr is not going to be a kind of leader that some other guys are. He's not going to go name guys out. He's not going to call them out. He's not that kind of leader. I know a lot of you want him to be, and perhaps he needs to be that as a quarterback on an NFL team. I don't know. I don't know enough to say that, but I know a lot of you believe that, and that's fine. But whatever it is, as we have said on this show, myself, Murph, Evan Grote, over the last couple of weeks, something smells fishy, and it's just not right in that locker room. It's just not right with that coaching staff. And again, the coaching staff, I should say Josh McDaniels. Now, coaching staff could change, but Josh McDaniels ain't going anywhere, folks. He's not going anywhere. So you have to put out of your head, I don't care if they lose seven more games. He's not going to lose his job. Mark Davis has been clear about that. If he doesn't lose his job after a game like this, I'm not sure what would. So I think if you're waiting for that, he's invested too much in Josh McDaniels. And no, it's not because Mark Davis doesn't have the money. It's not prudent to fire somebody after nine games unless something totally egregious, and I'm not talking about wins and losses, folks. I'm talking about something crazy happens, all right? So if that's the case, then what Derek Carr is saying is there's something afoot. They don't have the right guys in this roster. We knew this going in. We knew the weaknesses. We review them with you guys on this show all the time. Weak up the middle on defense, thin at defensive back, Weak on the right side of the offensive line, okay? Even wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams. Okay, you could think about that. So whatever, remember, Dave Ziegler brought in a bunch of new guys, like 31 guys, if I recall, or something like that. 27, some, somewhere 27 to 31. Somebody will tell me on Twitter, I'm sure. But 
if you look at that situation, they brought in new guys. So this isn't the team from last year. When a lot of you say they inherited a roster that went you know, to the playoffs last year, 10 and 7, yes, they inherited some of those guys, not all of them. A lot of them were walkaway free agents. A lot of them they released. Okay, so it's not the same roster. It's a different roster, and a lot of the players they brought in are not working out. That's on Dave Ziegler. Okay? As Mo has said to you guys on the internet during his recovery, um, you got to see what a full draft is like for these guys before you pass judgment on, on Dave Ziegler and the rest of the front office. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere. But there is something wrong here. And what's amazing to me, and I'm going to skip ahead and play this clip because Josh McDaniels, yesterday, Monday press conference. So they always do a Monday press conference after the game uh, where the media gets to ask him the question. Vinny Bonsignor, our friend over at the RJ, asked Josh McDaniels about what Derek Carr said. And now, remember, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have been saying the same thing for three weeks. Three weeks. And this is what Josh McDaniels says when he's asked about them calling out these guys and calling out the fact that maybe there's a lack of effort and there's a problem in the locker room. Here's what he says. It's a longer clip, but I'm going to play this for you because I want to get your reaction. Uh, yesterday about, uh, you know, caring more uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in the locker room. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that's fighting to get on the field if you're injured, you know, doing the right thing in the classroom, in the weight room, all that. Uh, do you share any of that sentiment that maybe there's um, some guys in the locker room that don't care as much as they should? I, w I think you'd have to ask him, you know, more specifically um, what – what he was or wasn't referring to. I've talked to Derek. I mean, again, I, I, each one of our leaders has a really good pulse on what they think, um, you know, we may, may need, you know, relative to um, energy or practice or uh, mindset or what have you. I mean, uh, in many ways, it's their team as much as it's our team, you know. And so um, I think they have a great uh, understanding of, of those kind of things. Um, I would never uh, say that about our football team in general in terms of the guy's attitude and effort uh, to be out there. Um, I mean, you've seen it. I mean, we don't have a lot of guys miss. We have a lot of guys that come back and try to play as soon as possible. That's never been a, an issue. I would never address that that way. Um, you know, I, I can't speak to what he was referring to specifically. Um, but in my my opinion, you know, when you see us out there fighting and grinding and playing hard and we're right there at the end of the game like I don't have any any issue with the effort or uh comp you know competition that that I saw on the field yesterday at all when your quarterback and one of your team leaders and Devontae kind of said the same thing a little bit when when two of your leaders faces of your team are kind of alluding to that does mm -hmm. that concern you at all no I think it shows that they care you know what I mean and, and if there's some some person or something that they saw that they that they referenced or that they could reference or or, or speak to, then that's what I ex would expect them to do, uh, as would I, if I saw it or heard it or something like that. But um, look, there's a lot of guys in the locker room, you know, and, and not every player takes um, winning and losing the same. Not every player is ever going to do that. Uh, just human nature. Well, there you go, Josh McDaniels. And so here's what I want to do. We're going we're gonna to cut to a break here in a second, but the he doesn't answer the question. He deflects the question. All right. The question from Vinny was, your quarterback says this around effort and all this stuff. 
Are you seeing that? It's a direct question to the coach. Are you seeing this? And McDaniels answers, well, you know what? I can't really speak to that. You're going to have to ask Derek about that. He wasn't asking about Derek, what Derek said about the situation. We know what he said. The question was, you, Josh McDaniels, do you see this or feel this? And then he goes on to say that he doesn't, basically. Uh, but is a very long non-answer, if you will. And then Vinny presses him again. Good for Vinny, by the way. He presses him again and says, well, wait a minute. Devontae Adams came the same thing. You have two of your team leaders saying this. And he says, well, again, you're going to have to talk to him. But, no, I don't see any problem with effort. And what does it tell you when these guys, how does, you know, what does that tell you when these guys are calling it out? And he says, it tells me they care. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's something not right there. So uh, what that is, and let's, let's just be, be honest here. What that is, is he knows what it is. He's just not going to tell you. He's keeping tight-lipped on it, and that's fine. The players boiled over a little bit, but the coach is not going to do that. The coach has no reason to. He doesn't owe anybody answers in his opinion. So he's not going to give you, Raider Nation, the answers either because he's trying to keep it in-house, if you will. But I have a theory on this, and I'll get back to it, and we're going to play some audio from McDaniels also from Sunday when we come back. I know it's out of order, but we want to do that because I think it's important in this conversation uh, as we talk about the Raiders and their future and where they're at right now at 2-7 and seven after the loss to the Colts on Sunday. All right, we'll step aside when we come back. We roll on with Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Make sure you subscribe if you don't already do that. We appreciate it. Don't go anywhere, Raider Nation. We will be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the Tuesday edition. Hope you're doing well, Raider Nation. I know you're not happy about the way your football team's playing, but we are happy to see you here. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, talking nothing but Las Vegas Raiders football. I am Scott Branson, my co-host Mo Moten, still out taking care of himself. He'll be back next week, so stay tuned. Send him well wishes on Twitter. I see he's more interactive there now, a little more active as he recovers. So make sure you uh, sh- uh, send a shout-out to my man, Momo, and my partner here. And, you know, I can do shows by myself, and some of you have already said that you don't like me doing shows by myself, which is totally up to you. That's a cool. I don't care. Uh, but uh, I love collaboration. There are some guys who do podcasts solo. They do radio shows solo, and they do a great job. I love the collaboration and the interaction, so I miss having Mo on. I can't wait to get him back. In the meantime, I'm rolling on, but we will on Thursday have some guests as well as we take a look at the Denver Broncos, so stay tuned for that on Thursday. And, of course, tomorrow on Wednesday, we will drop another one of our very popular mailbag editions of the show Uh, of course, on Wednesday. So make sure you listen in for that and subscribe. Hit the auto download. I'm telling you, you got do it for us as a favor. If you like the show, even if you watch us on YouTube, hit, of course, their subscription and the notifications bell. But if you watch us on YouTube and you don't listen to the audio, I know a lot of you guys do that. Do me a favor. Go subscribe to the audio anyway and download it for us. It helps us out significantly. Put on the auto download 
so that all of the episodes get downloaded and we will be big fans of yours and certainly appreciate the support. All right, let's jump back in. This, this Josh McDaniels, as I said before the break, the idea of them keeping this in-house and what's going on and Josh McDaniels from yesterday's press conference not really answering Vinny's question um, gets me to believe that uh, you know, this team has already moved on, right? They're moving towards the future. They're starting to think about who on the roster is a keeper. But then I also think is some of this by design. When Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler came to Las Vegas, this was not their roster, okay? It wasn't their roster. They spent the money on the core players. Waller was a mistake. We know that now as far as the contract goes, timing of the contract. Renfro, as much as I like the guy, former contributor on this show, overpaid, spent a lot of money there. Derek Carr's contract, fine. Max Crosby's contract deserves every single penny of it, okay? You had these contracts, so they signed all these guys, so everybody had the indication, and Mark Davis said, we're not rebuilding. Well, as Josh McDaniels said, too, yesterday, I don't call it rebuilding. I call it building. Okay, well, semantics. The, the point is, people thought that the Raiders were going to be competitive this year, and clearly they're not, and they will not be. But was that by design? Because somebody on Twitter said to me, hey— well, you know, they, they, they ripped off the fans. We bought tickets. Listen, no team is going to tell you, hey, we're going to be good in three years. Buy tickets today. No, because they know you wouldn't. You, they have to give you hope. You might call it lying to you, whatever you want. You don't know until you get on the field. Crazy things have happened. So, of course, they're going to market the team. Uh, and by the way, boycotts, season ticket holders, the only way you can boycott is cancel your tickets. Because... I had somebody message me, well, we're all not going to show up the next game. doesn't matter. They already have your money. They already have your money. So that kind of boycott doesn't work. Now, I have seen PSL holders say they're out. I believe them. But it doesn't really matter at this point. I'm sorry to say, fans. The NFL is such a big business. takes a lot more than that. But anyway, is this by design? Did they know going in? And to be fair to Derek Carr, do they know going in, you know, Derek Carr, we got an out. They Remember, they built the contract for an out after one year. They can get out with $5 bucks, dead cap space, or dead cap hit, excuse me, after this season, which is, I think, exactly what they're going to do. So it's almost as though maybe they knew what they were going to do, and they figured, well, if they do well, great, whatever. We'll go along with it, and we'll keep going, but meh. So I just wonder if it's by design. And if that's what happened. But I will say this, too. I'm perplexed by Josh McDaniel's reaction. I'm going to replay Sunday's press conference where he talks about taking responsibility. I want you to listen to this and tell me what you think. Here's Josh McDaniel's after the game Sunday when asked how much of the responsibility falls on the coaching staff. I think 0-6 and, and one-score games, you're saying it's a play here or there. How much also falls on you and your staff? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it, look, it starts with me. So, um, you know, we're going to have to figure out something different to do to try to, you know, get free from some of these close scores and close games or and or make enough plays at the end to win, you know. So um, it always starts with us. It starts with me. So um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to do everything I can do to try to figure out, you know, what we can do to do better uh, to, to change the results. Well, there you go. Do better to change the results. What else do you want them to say? I mean, I don't know what you guys, 
Yes, you'd like self-flogging, right? You'd like him to say, we suck, fire me, you're right, Raider Nation. I don't, I don't know. But, but I think that the answer there is, before that, he said, look, one play here or there, we win the game. Well, yeah, that's true. But again, you, 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 you are now in territory where you've lost seven games, seven of your, not, of your nine this season thus far, with all the money you spent on offense, some of the improvements you made on defense. Uh, that's a problem, right? So Josh McDaniel's there. But the one thing that he did say that, that really bothered me, he was asked how you fix the defense. And here's what he said. Um, I don't know. It's about repairing it as much as it's, you know, there's, like I said, defense is, is in many cases, it's one, one thing here or there that would make, you know, the run defense a little bit better or a tackle. You know, we had a couple of opportunities to tackle a little bit in space today and didn't get that done as well as we would have liked. Uh, we talked about the ball being on the ground. So, um, you know, in many ways, defense is, you know, it's it's what you do with the opportunities that you're presented. And our guys work really hard. They they earned the right to be in those positions to make some plays. And they made plenty of them today, you know, and just give up a little bit too much. And, again, it's a team sport. We have an opportunity to go down there and, score and win the game on offense and you know and it is what it is so um didn't didn't quite finish in any phase it is what it is so the defense oh we make a play here a play there uh yeah i think they're just with the defense it's just a lack of talent folks that's all it is it's a lack of talent you don't you're not making plays here or there because you don't have the people to do it plain and simple and chandler jones Bust. Just a bust. What are you going to do? They made a bad choice. So that hurts you as well. You're not getting the pass rush. They cannot rush the passer. Passer, What, five years in a row now without being able to rush, rush the passer? God, I can't say it today. But Yannick Ngakwe last year did a pretty good job of it. And, of course, he's now on <laughs> to Indianapolis. Oh, boy. But... I just think with the McDaniels thing, I know he's rubbing you guys all the wrong way, and I understand that. From a fan perspective, I understand it. But Rich Gannon, of course, former Raider great quarterback MVP, last time the Raiders were in the Super Bowl, their starting quarterback, he talked about what he believed to be wrong with the Raiders as well, and we want to get to that in a second. Do us a favor again, subscribe to the show if you don't already do it. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, we are an Odyssey original podcast so uh, you can do it on the free Odyssey app or you can do it wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, so Rich Gannon, right after the game, puts out his kind of dissection of what is wrong with the Raiders. So let me play that for you now. Here's Rich Gannon talking about the Raiders. Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts roll into town and find a way to get a win 25-20. And if you look at this game, this is really a microcosm of really what's happened the entire season for the Las Vegas Raiders. Their inability to win close games. When you look at the amount of money that this team has committed to their big players offensively, $340 million in contracts to Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Now, I just put Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on an injured reserve. Both those players have missed significant time this season, particularly the tight end, Darren Waller. And that has had a huge impact on Carr's ability with ball distribution. Defensively, this is a defense a lot like last year that can't get to the quarterback and can't take the ball away. They went out and spent a lot of money on Chandler Jones. He has yet to have a sack this season. The only player that you can really count on in the Raiders' defense is Max Crosby. 
He gives you everything he has every single snap. But when you look at the other players, you just don't see that same effort, that same enthusiasm, that same intensity. And finally, let me just pay off what's going on with the Raiders offense as it relates to Derek Carr. You know, Derek hasn't played horribly, but he really hasn't played well, especially late in games. At some point, he has to step up and play better. I think there's enough tools in the toolbox to get it done. And Derek Carr hasn't, especially when they needed him the most late in games. If you look at his one loss record, 59 and 77, that really says it all. Derek Carr has to find a way to put this team on his shoulders and get them to the finish line. Well, there you go. So all you people who say there's nothing wrong with Derek Carr and it's the defense's fault, Rich Gannon speaks the truth there. So so let's rewind. We'll get back to the Carr thing. But what he talked about was $340 million in offensive players and two of them not on the field and one of them not performing at his best. And that's part of the problem. And then, of course, he talked about the defense and praised Mac, Max Crosby we know the story. It's a broken record uh, on our show and every radio show you listen to. But I think in this situation, listening to what he said about Derek Carr, and this is what we've been saying, and we talked about with Murph and Jeff on, on Sunday's postgame show. Derek Carr is playing poorly towards the end of games, and he's not playing his best otherwise. He's not able. He's had those four, fourth quarter drives that so many of you want to give him credit for over the the. Uh, course of his career but this year he's not getting it done he's just not getting it done that's just it is and so I mean Rich Gannon captured it perfectly there but I think that this all of this mixed together and no for those of the absolutists out there who when you criticize Derek Carr say why are you bringing Derek Carr for the game he didn't lose the game by himself he didn't give up 25 points no he didn't but he's not scoring points either. Yeah, but they're 12th in the NFL in scoring. <coughs> Excuse me. But it doesn't matter. They're not scoring when they need to, and they go in rough patches. There's underthrown balls, overthrown balls, and he talked about ball distribution because he doesn't have his guys on the field. So all of that mixed together, okay, means that this team is done. And I think you're going to see a big turnover next year. That doesn't mean that they can't get better next year, by the way. Better draft. Better free agents acquisition. Chandler Jones you're kind of stuck with. But if Derek Carr doesn't make a big turnaround, and again, I've not been a Derek Carr hater. Until recently, in fact, preseason, you go back and listen to Mo and I's preseason show here on Silver and Black today. I said he was going to have an MVP-like year again. I thought he would find the 2016 form with all those weapons around him. Of course, like everyone else, I was warning about the offensive line. I didn't think it would be as bad as it is. But, but even then, in clean pockets, he's not playing well. All you got to do is watch the All-22 film. And I know some of these film, dump, uh, film breakdown guys will find excuses for him as well. And I'm not saying that Derek Carr is a horrible quarterback. He's just not playing that well. And I'll take Rich Gannon, one of the greatest Raiders ever, to I'll take his word for it. <laughs> and he's always been very complimentary of Derek Carr, but he's also criticized him when he felt he has. And I think he's hit on it there, which is he's not playing well. And he said it. He has to take, Derek Carr has to take the team on his shoulders. 
And I don't think he can. I don't think he's that kind of quarterback. I think if Derek had everything around him like we thought he would this year, he does fine and he can win. But he's not a, hey, guys, get on my shoulders, I'm carrying the whole team kind of guy. Just hasn't been his whole career. So that's where it is. And as Josh McDaniel says, it is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's all about the future. If you're hysterical about the roster, don't be. Devontae Adams isn't going to go anywhere if Derek Carr goes somewhere else or retires or whatever happens with him at the end of the season. He will still be a Raider. Darren Waller, I think they'll trade him if they can get a chance. If he comes back and can play, I think they trade him. Hunter Renfro, we'll see how he does. But there's going to be a lot of money and a lot of opportunity for this team with first and second round draft picks this year like they didn't have last year. That way Ziegler has a full complement of draft picks for the first time in his tenure with the Raiders. And I think that's what's going to happen. It's all about the future. So your team's two and seven. You're not going to make the playoffs. Why do you care anymore? I've had some guys on, on Twitter come at me and say, hey, this is ridiculous. I'm done with this team. Forget it. I'm not blah, blah, blah. And I challenge, say, look, well, you can be negative. I mean, I get it. I, I Fandom is a choice, but it's a passion. So you're mad, and I get it. So so if you are, that's cool. If you want to check out and I'm, you're not watching the team till next year, that's totally up to you. But you can still be angry and not happy with the way the team is gone and don't have to be constantly negative. And I challenged somebody on Twitter yesterday and said, listen, dude, you want to live your life like that? That's not a real fun existence. Um, you can care and be upset about it, but that doesn't mean you have to be miserable walking around and every interaction you have about the Raiders is negative. We're going to talk about that when we come back to close out the show is what do you do now as a Raider fan? We talked about it on Sunday night. I'm going to talk about it here on the Tuesday edition of Silver and Black Today when we come back. Again, Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Subscribe where you can. Make sure you stay where you are. We'll be back right after this. Here we are, home stretch, silver and black today on this Tuesday. I hope your week is going okay. <laughs> After the Raiders loss, I know it's always tough to start that off, but hey, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you handsomely Tuesday for a hamburger today. Anyway, sorry, that's my Tuesday joke. If you understand from Popeye, then you get it. If you don't, I'm old. Anyway, we're talking Raiders football, and, and we we talked about all the things that are wrong. We talked about the press conferences. We talked about Rich Gannon, his dissection of where this team's at and why it's not playing well. So where does that leave all of you? Where does that leave Raider Nation sitting in the middle of the NFL season, another NFL season where your team has disappointed you? Where does that leave you? What are you to do? And I'm going to go back to a little film from the late 60s called Mary Poppins. Or was it mid-60s? Somewhere right there. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I just want to bring some positivity into the conversation because disappointing year, disappointing the coach, disappointing the quarterback, disappointing the injuries – Dis disappointed the defensive coordinator who still has a job, disappointed in the defense itself, Sands, Max Crosby, and a couple other guys. So what do you do? How, as a fan, do you go on the rest of the season without just every Sunday being depressed about the way the Raiders are playing? So my plea to you is to find something positive. I understand you're not going to be happy unless they're winning. Got it. 
But to cushion the blow a little bit, find something you can be positive about. Maybe it's the play of Foster Moreau, who in Darren Waller's absence has made some nice plays. Yes, they don't give him the ball enough, but that's the way it is. Or Devontae Adams, when he does get the ball. You have one of the best receivers in the NFL on the Raiders roster wearing the silver and black. Root for him. Josh Jacobs, he might not be a Raider next year, but he's having a hell of a year this year, playing for his contract, playing for his team, and he has shown no, no giving up. Root for Josh Jacobs. Root for Max Crosby. You already do. This guy is a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. And you talk about a guy with a motor that does a, They could be down 65 to nothing. And Max Crosby would not be playing any differently than he does. They could be 0-9 losing 63 to nothing, and he would play the same. Root for Max Crosby. Root for Derek Carr to get better. Hopefully he does. But my whole plea to you is to find something positive to root for the rest of the season. Because you can't root for the team to go to the playoffs, you can root for those guys who you know will be back. We know the core guys, Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, most likely. Those three guys will be back, no doubt about it. Root for those guys. But also think about this. As bad as it is, start over in your mind. The Raiders are zero and zero. See if they can get better the next four weeks. Give it a month. See how they do between now and Christmas, a little before Christmas. I know what you're saying. Screw this. I'm sorry. I've been a fan for 40 years and I same old crap, blah, blah, blah. And I, I understand that. Listen. I didn't grow up a Raider fan. I'm not, I don't have that background. So I, so I, I understand and I don't understand. I'm a San Diego Padres fan. I know what misery is. Okay. I went to UNLV where we won a national championship and were the talk of the world in college basketball in the early nineties. And since that time, we've been crap with the exception of a few short years. So I know what it's like to be great and be known to be great and then nothing. So as a fan, that is, right? So as for Raider fans, I say find a way to do that. Now, you might just make fun of me and say you're full of crap. I don't really care. This team sucks. They need to win, blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. That's your choice. But what I'm saying is you choose every morning you get out of bed and you decide how you're going to think and what kind of day you're going to have. There are things outside your control. The jerk-off cuts you off on the freeway. Can't control that. But you can control how you react. And so as a Raider fan, have your passion, have your anger be passionate. Say, listen, I want my team to be better. There has to be change. There has to be answers to why this coaching staff can't get this team to play. Oh, and oh, by the way, front office Raiders, you need to get more players. How about a linebacker for the first time in 10 years, 12 years? How about a full complement of offensive linemen. How about a defensive line that can rush the passer? Put your effort into that. But, but what I'm saying is don't just sit there and stew on the negativity. I know fandom is a fickle beast. I get it. 
But I think you just have to think about it that way. You got to root for these guys. You got to figure it out. I know a lot of you are. I think of Just Win Wendy, my good friend. She says, listen, I'm mad as hell, but I'm still going to root every Sunday for my guys. And I get that. I get that. And again, you have to get to the stage of mourning for this season, which is acceptance. Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere. He's just not. So you have to let that go. You still criticize them, still ask questions on why they're doing things they are and why they're not doing things they should. I don't have any issue with that, but I'm just challenging you to be positive about something. Because again, you control your thoughts and you control your fandom. You're loyal. I know you're all Raider Nation till you die, and I get it. But don't torture yourself. They're already doing a good job of helping torture you. So, so I think you need to find a way to do that. So that's my lecture to you, okay? And I know some will take it and leave it. That's totally fine. But for all of you out there, just think a little bit about it. Think a little bit about how you find something positive about this team to like. And I know it's tough. But there are some guys there who obviously are showing passion. Derek Carr is one of them. Devontae Adams, another one. Amik Robertson. There's a guy we had on the show several weeks ago. Of course, he's not a Pro Bowl player. I'm not saying that. But he is a good player, and that guy doesn't quit. If you saw some of those plays on Sunday, the long touchdown, or excuse me, the long run by Matt Ryan, as Mo called it, the dad run. <laughs> some of those guys were giving up a little bit. I got to say, they were jogging. Not Amik Robertson. He raced him down. Guy's a dog. Cheer for him. Show him the love of Raider Nation, okay? So, so that's it. I'm not going to continue the lecture, but I think that, that's, that's what I wanted to say about that, is just find some silver linings, some silver and black linings, if you will, um, there, because you, know, you have a choice. Either that or you just shut down Raider football for the year. And I know some of you will do that. You'll just say, hey, you know what? I'm just not going to watch it anymore. I'll check in with you guys uh, for the draft. Okay, peace out. Okay, cool. Got it. We certainly will miss you here. But that's, that's up to you. And I, I understand some people, they're going to compartmentalize it, and that's how they're going to deal with it. And you're not alone. I mean, all, all of Raider Nation's feeling this way. So uh, I think you got to find some positives there. Listen, that's, that's how it goes. Hey, listen, I want to talk to you about tomorrow's show. We're going to be back with a mailbag edition. We didn't do it last week with Mo out. Mo's still out this week. If you missed that announcement, Mo will be back next week. He's still recovering. We send him our best. Uh, make sure you hit him up on Twitter and talk to him maybe about pineapple on pizza or something. Make him laugh. Um, and then also we'll get to your questions. We have a backlog of questions, so I'm going to get to as many of them as I can. And then on Thursday we're going to talk about uh, the latest news and roster news with the Raiders uh, as they continue to do some things. And maybe uh, we saw Jerry Tillery, of course, they pulled off the waiver wire on Monday from the Chargers. They could do that because they're currently number two in the waiver order, number two for NFL draft in 2023 as well. Currently, I don't think they'll end up there, but that's where they're at. So they bring in Jerry Tillery to improve that defensive front. We'll see the Chargers gave up on him. We'll see if the Raiders can resurrect his career and give the former first round draft pick another chance. Maybe he can make an, a difference on that defensive front. So there, there's another reason to cheer for this Raiders team the rest of the way. So we're going to do that. We'll also talk uh, to our sister podcast uh, hosts, 
uh, in Denver about the Broncos because the Broncos had lofty expectations too. I think most Raider fans were on top of that one, though. They said, nah, they're not going to be that good. They're going to finish fourth in the conference. As it turns out, the Raiders and Broncos are jockeying to see who can finish last in the AFC West. But we're going to talk about them, talk about Russell Wilson and what's happening in Denver because Denver has a coaching issue too. And so we'll talk about um, all of that with those guys on Thursday as well. So make sure you tune in for that show. Uh, also want to thank everybody again in YouTube for the great chat. If you haven't seen the great chat, as you can see right to my side here, everybody in this chat, always mixing it up, always having fun for the most part. If we don't get the bots in there, we get El Jefe, the Chiefs guy in there occasionally. He's harmless. He gives it to the Raiders fans, but he's actually not a bad dude. So we let him stay in there. But um, make sure you check it out. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're watching as well and hit the notification ding, ding bell so you know when we go live. But we certainly appreciate all the support and wish you guys the best. And again, hang in there, Raider Nation. Hopefully we get some better play here and we can talk about X's and O's, plays in the game, all that jazz that you really want to talk about, not about this misery that you've had to endure so far through nine games, but we'll see how that all goes. All right, we're going to check out until tomorrow. I want to thank you guys for joining us here on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. For Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today. Take care, everybody.